the free for all roundtable round two on round two let's say good morning to robert benzie queen's park bureau chief at the toronto star sanira chaudhry employment lawyer at workley law richard kraus host of the podcast last call with richard kraus and let's start with perhaps the wonkiest person on the panel uh that would be robert benzie your thoughts on the outcome to the election olivia chow is your new mayor I think it's going to be very interesting to see how Ms. Chow, who's a known commodity, John, she has been around politics since the 1980s in the city, uh, is much more of an establishment figure than I think some of her supporters would want to acknowledge. And I think she will find a way to work with Premier Doug Ford and Prime Minister Justin Trudeau to to get a better deal for Toronto. The city is in desperate need of money. So there's a billion dollar hole in its budget and it's got systemic problems that have to be addressed one thing though that i would i, I think i covered ms chow at, at city council but way back in the 90s when, when she and her husband her late husband jack layton were a formidable force who worked closely with mayor mal Lassman, who was not a a left-leaning mayor by any stretch but he was a pragmatist as well and he worked with them i think if if ms chow can show herself to be uh, kind of a realist in that way. I think she can be successful, but she has some challenges ahead of her, not least of which is something called Allen Gardens. We talked a lot about mm-hmm. Ontario Place and Parkland in this election, but before we talk about a new park for the city, maybe we want to do something about looking after the parks that we have uh, that are not usable by uh, the people who live around there because it's, of course, uh, occupied by a homeless encampment. And that suggests we've got housing problems and shelter issues. And I think Ms. Chow under- understands that. But if if three years from now we're still talking about Allen Gardens uh, being full of, uh, of of an encampment, then maybe she uh, she hasn't been successful. Okay. And Richard Krause, you've been around in Toronto long enough to know many iterations of Olivia Chow. Mm-hmm. How do you react to the news this morning? It was interesting. It was a real nail biter last night yeah. uh, watching the uh, results come in. And then afterwards, uh, I was really kind of disappointed by the reaction of people on Twitter. Uh, you know, the city is ruined. Get ready for three years of devastation. Time to move to the burbs. Uh, you know, uh, the the election was rigged. That was another one that started to come in because of that big influx of votes that were counted around nine o'clock that were advanced uh, polls that came in and and. For Firmly put Olivia Chow in the lead. So that was really disappointing to me because uh, although she didn't get my vote uh, this year, um, she's now the mayor. And I think that we have to support her and get out there uh, and and try and make the city and work, you know, and the people at City Hall. I've, I've heard you talking earlier about uh, people on councils and things now that might lose their jobs. They just will s- simply not want to cooperate with her. It's time to put aside all that pettiness and really try and fix what's wrong with this city because there is so much wrong here. Uh, let's let's come together. I know it's a hokey message, but I really think it's important. Yeah, Sanira Chowdhury doesn't mean we have to be unquestioning of Olivia Chow, um, but it seems in election results these days, if you don't get the candidate you wanted, then you sort of believe the person who won is illegitimate. Yeah, and that's really troubling. I share uh, Richard's sort of concerns here because the way Twitter blew up yesterday, and I think, John, you know, even this morning, what we're hearing from a lot of people um, is is negativity. There's not a lot of positive so far. And at the end of the day, when you have 37% of voters voting a mayor in, that that's to be expected. I think it's natural. But we absolutely have to rally around uh, Olivia Chow now. She is she is the mayor. I think it's pretty cool, actually, that we have 
uh, a woman, a visible minority. I think that's something that really could put Toronto on a global stage. And I think what she needs to dial into now is talking about what she will be doing, but also what the people of Toronto should be doing. I think everyday people, she has to get everyday people invested in the city. I think good, engaged people are going to change the city. Cities are made up of of engaged people. We have a homeless crisis, as Benzie laid out. We have issues with with affordability in the city and being able to live in the city. I think if she engages and invests invests people to come into work in the city, you're going to see uh, a changed Toronto. But I think she has to have a call to action here and, and, and actually do something quickly to engage Torontonians. Okay, last takeaways, if you have any. Uh, Richard Krauss, lots of stories to be told and lots of careers that may have been undone. I still like Molly the dog getting 593 votes. <laughs> oh, and Frank D'Angelo, who you must know. Yeah, Frank D'Angelo got 300 and something votes. Yes. Yeah, it's, you know, it, 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 it I, you have to wonder sometimes why people put themselves out there uh, to run for mayor or something high profile like this and then really don't do any campaigning. I mean, Frank D'Angelo was releasing uh, Twitter uh, posts every day. Um, you know, the, there were a number of people that spent a lot of money on signage and that kind of thing, but you didn't really ever uh, know anything about them. They didn't really ever break through. And you just have to wonder how they're feeling today. Is it a setup for three years from now when there's another election? And they'll say, you know, last time, you know, I ran, uh, I learned from my mistakes and I'm going to do it right this time. Is it a setup or is it just so that you can at a cocktail party say, hey, I ran for mayor one time and uh, it was the most exciting thing I've ever done. I don't know. But uh, looking at these numbers, some of these numbers, people can't be feeling great about themselves this morning. Well, in Sonera, there's always Edward Gong. And I don't know if, you know, he's visiting from an alternative universe or what. (laughs) Well, the amount of money this man spent, I mean, the billboards and the signage, um, I think, I, I, I heard it's 3,000 votes that he ended up getting. So um, I'm glad that the city of Toronto sort of veered away that way. But uh, I agree. Some of, some of the results that we saw, I, I thought that I thought that Mark Saunders would would have been more uh, have been more of a force in, in the results yesterday. I think he got over a little over 62,000 votes. But um, Anthony Fury, that a lot of people weren't paying attention attention to, came in fourth. So I think there were a lot of shakeups there that uh, I, I, I think that we're probably going to see rolling around again the next time an election comes around because they're getting that name recognition and they're just sort of priming the pump um, this round. Well, and Robert Benzi, I often say that the the conservatives in Toronto, I think, are, are in some ways overrepresented by the profile that they hold. And by that, I mean, I mean, if you combine Anthony Fury and Mark Saunders, who were the two leading conservative candidates, they barely ranked. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I mean, they. I think Saunders got eight or nine percent, and Fury fewer than five percent, lower than five percent. That's a good point. But in fairness, John, there are twenty-five provincial ridings in Toronto. Twelve of them are held by the Progressive Conservatives. Doug Ford is, of course, one of those Toronto Progressive Conservative MPPs. I think we sometimes forget there are actually a lot of Tories in Toronto. They just don't happen to vote for a Tory candidate for mayor. I think a lot of them voted for Anna Baila last night, and she certainly surpassed uh, the expectations in the polls. Uh, our, our own polling had her in, their, in the teens like a week ago. So I don't know if the modeling was wrong or what, but um, she finished with 32%. So that was a, a very, very impressive uh, runner-up showing. Um, 
I think th- there were some last night that I, I found some of the concession speeches very strange. I thought Mark Saunders did a terrific job. Anna Baila did a terrific job. Olivia Chow's victory speech was was really poignant, although I was surprised she didn't mention Jack Layton, her late husband by name, which was really a surprise to me. But um, the, the, the I thought both Anthony Fury and Josh Matlow were borderline delusional the, in their speeches. I mean, Matlow said that this is the end of the Rob Ford, Doug Ford, John Tory era. And I, I'm like, I'm not so sure about that. Doug Ford is still the premier of Ontario. And John Tory just about propelled Anna Baila to the to the mayoralty with his endorsement last week. So I'm not really sure I'd be calling the end of any era. And Fury was talking about how he changed the world or something, I, I, which was very odd. I, I, I thought he had a good protest campaign, but that was that. I think he did put a stake in the ground, though, and this is not the last of Anthony Fury. And I also think his um, campaign is probably going to end up being a casebook at some strategy schools. But listen, let's move on to pop culture for just a moment. Netflix is bringing back the movie Titanic. Um, Richard Krause, too soon? Well, this was planned a long time ago, uh, but I I have a feeling that Netflix is like a giant ocean liner. It just doesn't turn that quickly. And (laughs) And here comes the uh, iceberg. Yeah, here comes the iceberg, Ricky. We, you know, we're not going to be able to uh, to to avoid this uh, thing. Yeah, um, I think it's in kind of poor taste, frankly. But people will tune in. People have an irrational love for that movie, and uh, when uh, the whole thing with the submersible was happening, um, the the Titanic trended every single day, and a lot of it was about the movie. And that movie came out uh, twenty five years ago, and has just embedded itself in. In the popular culture and lived at the very center of popular culture 25 years ago and apparently still does people love it i get asked about that movie probably more than any other movie still wow people want my opinion of it okay well we'll have to leave that for another day because you know what i love the tech in it but it's i always say there's not a single line that is quotable except i suppose paint me like one of your french girls king of the world you're right sunira chaudhry uh it's tacky but it's going to make them money oh yeah and i think there's a whole you know two sets of generations john that don't get any of the titanic references that have they've been hearing over the last week or two and so they're going to be I, I think these this new generation is going to be diving right into this this new netflix offering for sure uh robert benzie I, you know what, John? I'm old enough, uh, as Richard is, to, to have seen that movie in the theater mm-hmm. uh, when yeah. it came out. And I remember being blown away by how good it was for, for what it was in terms of a, a, a pop uh, 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 epic. And uh, I'm, I'm, I mean, it is unusual, the timing. could be cons- considered tasteless. But I think Richard's right that it's, it's, it's one of these things Netflix probably had in the hopper for a while. And there is a lot of interest. And to Sinira's point, there are a lot of kids, like my own kids, who didn't see the movie when it came out because they weren't born yet who will take a look at it and be interested because of all the talk of the titanic yeah i was well, at, when it first yeah it, when ahead. it first came out it was so long that it was on two yes. uh videotapes videotapes you had to switch videotapes in the middle <laughs> yeah and and <laughs> i still remember that because i had a vhs listen uh, we're at a racetrack but fun to end on a lighter point richard Krause, sunira chaudhry and robert benzi remember every hour of the show is available as a standalone podcast you can find it on our website at news 
NewsTalk1010.com. Thanks for listening to what I guess we could describe as a a very special moor in the morning. But we had a lot to unpack from last night. Now moving forward, I guess we're going to keep our eyes on Olivia Chow and her new administration and see what actually does unfold for the city of Toronto and elsewhere. That's my time. My thanks to Nick Marano and Joe Cristiano. And we'll talk again tomorrow morning. Catch the roundtable, round one at 745, round two at 845, weekday mornings on more in the morning. News Talk 1010 Toronto.